An unearthed film from 1990 starring Kevin Sorbo and special appearance by Danny Trejo can only mean one thing. Terrible acting, but awesome laughs. This week we watched Pool Boy drowning out the fury on Bottom of the Barrel. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Bottom of the Barrel. I'm your host Jeff Bell and this week's movie is an amazing find. This movie is from 2011 and can be found on Netflix right now for those who wish to see it. It's directed by a first-time director and from what I can tell on his IMDb page, uh, plays a bit of a bit actor in most stuffs, uh, Garrett Browith, and written by Ross Patterson, who also stars as St. James St. James, the movie within the movie's director. I'll get to that in a second. Before we get too far into this review, I need to admit that I'm actually breaking my own rules for this movie. While most movies I will review on here are terribly done and unintentionally funny, this film was made specifically to look as if it's a badly done film. It's more of a spoof or homage to badly done independent sequels from the late 80s to early 90s than a regular badly done film is. So everything you see in this film is done on purpose specifically to look bad. But it's hilarious. It is an amazing film. So, so anyways, a quick review of the film. The movie acts almost as a, uh, as a documentary about the making and subsequent finding of the film Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury, which was, like I said, a sequel to a supposed previous film. Kind of think uh, Rambo, basically. Uh, it starts with the film's young director, St. James St. James, which is an awesome name, by the way, and his quote-unquote assistant. There are air quotes there for those who can't see sound, basically, uh, talking about how the film was made as a sequel to an established movie that the studio decided was too terrible to release to the public. It was supposedly shelved until 2011, when it was released, finally, for the public to be uh, seen. They, they pop, the, the director and his assistant, they pop up from time to time and kind of give like a running commentary on the film. And each time that they do, St. James, St. James comments, and what he says is just so ridiculous and so out there, it's it's actually just as funny as the rest of the movie is. So after the opening sequence, they move into the movie within the movie, where the terrible, purposeful acting begins on the great Kevin Sorbo, known for his days on Hercules and, well, pretty much just Hercules. Oh no, Xena, you know, the spinoff. Anyways, Sorbo plays a Vietnam vet who is just coming home from the Vietnam War. Remember, it's supposed to take place in 1990. He is just coming home. Where he finds that his wife and child have been killed. He reverts back to his pre-war uh, times. Pre-war time? Does that make sense? His uh, pre-war times job of cleaning pools. But he finds out that the Mexicans have taken over the business all through L.A. So he then proceeds to get revenge on the man who killed his family. Played by the always amazing and always awesome Danny Trejo. Basically, here's my rule of thumb. If Danny Trejo is in your movie, it's probably going to be interesting. Let's just think about this. He's been in so many films and all the movies that he is in, he plays such a ridiculous, over-the-top, crazy Mexican, <laughs> which usually has a name that is Knife or some variation of the word knife in a lot of his films. And the ironic thing about that is that he actually, uh, he's not allowed to be near knives, which is kind of kind of just ironic. So it makes Machete just that much more interesting. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> so actually, actually, after Danny Trejo shows up, uh, the movie basically plays out with their final confrontation that's 
just as awesome as the rest of the film. There is so many points in this movie that are hilarious and purposely over the top that it's really kind of hard to narrow down and point out just a few of them uh, for this particular review. One that does need mentioning (laughs) because of the absurdity of it would be near the middle of the movie when Kevin Sorbo's character goes to meet with a blonde widow named Rita, played by Jennifer Elise Cox, also known as Jan Brady in the 90s Brady Bunch movies, and I'm sure other things people know that I'm not aware of, or I know her as Jan Brady. The scene is leading to what would be the cliché sex scene in this type of a film, and the movie stops. St. James St. James comes back on and says the studio had requested he do more nude scenes in the film to help draw in the audience. Uh, <laughs> the, so he went back and he added a nude scene in an opening sequence where it's it's Kevin Sorbo's character and another one in Vietnam. And the nudes, and they're sitting around talking about, you know, about the war and all that. And it cuts to a guy sitting next to him, a guy, mind you, a man full frontally naked, just sitting there having a complete conversation. This was, quote-unquote, St. James St. James' answer to the studio wanting him to put more nudity in the film. They didn't like that. And then they told him that he basically needed to put boobs in the movie. That's what they wanted. So, (laughs) he, he went back. However, they couldn't film any scenes, supposedly, in 1990 at the time of the original production. So the director went back and added some new scenes after the fact. Now, the nude scenes are him as his older self, basically the same age as he is in, in these, you know, uh, like these the beginning and the ends of these movies, um, and his girlfriend standing in for the original two actors. So they're supposedly standing in for Kevin Sorbo and uh, the lady who plays the the widow, um, Jan. I'm just going to call her Jan Brady. That's easier. Um, <laughs> the, the scene goes on for about 10 minutes, and there's there's multiple different sex scenes like they they'll they'll just start doing it and then it'll be like later on it's like this whole like arc of a relationship that they basically have during this this sex scene and they're so over the top and so pointless you'll you'll start laughing at how just ridiculous and how long it goes on before the film finally cuts back to the original actors <laughs> oh and oh and uh, one of one of the other things in the movie um would be that uh, would be that kevin is supposed to be or sorry kevin sorbo's character which i'm spacing on his name right now and it's not important just call him kevin sorbo and it's pretty much accurate um his his cliche uh, stereotypical black friend in vietnam gets killed in vietnam not giving anything away you know it's gonna happen um and uh he he when he when kevin sorbo's character gets back to the states he goes and he and he's supposed to be telling the uh the 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 widow of his black friend that he died in vietnam it starts off very cliche where he's at the door uh, of this black lady's house uh she she comes in they're having this whole scene he tells her that you know he's dead and you know it was it was very tragic but he run around and he says the guy's name and she just looks at him and questions who is he talking about because that's not her husband's name and he and basically there's some commotion and they realize that they're actually filming the scene at the wrong house and that he had just told this complete stranger 
that her husband was dead and she's not in on the movie. And so they start fleeing and they start running back to the car to get back in the car to take off before she comes after him for saying that her husband's dead. And it's and when the scene cuts, it's back to basically the same location <laughs> and they're doing the scene over again. But this time it's the actual actress <laughs> supposed to be there. It's brilliant. It's very, very brilliant. Very, very well done in it. So uh, I apologize. That was a little bit of a rant. So. But anyways, it is a great movie. Um, the movie needs to be seen to be completely enjoyed. And if you have 89 minutes, it's a very short film, 90 minutes or so, but it's completely worth your time. Especially if you love dumb movies like Dumb and Dumber, There's Something About Mary, and Dude, Where's My Car? Now, along those lines, the movie is what I would like to call Uncle Jeff Approved, a rating system meaning it is not, I repeat, not family friendly. This is a movie that should be viewed outside of any young children in the room due to its R rating, which was given for obvious reasons. There's scenes in Vietnam, quote-unquote, and fights as the film go along that gets bloody. Uh, though it's very over-the-top and purposefully cheesy, it does still get bloody. Uh, there's tons of graphic nudity, including full frontal, as I, uh, male, as I've already stated, and female. Uh, there's strong language, and they use drugs at some point in the film. So it definitely is... It's definitely an adult film, but uh, as long as you can handle purposely bloody violence, language, terrible acting designed to make you laugh, you will love this film. I highly recommend you go to Netflix right now and add it to your queue as you will not be disappointed. So, and I think that's, uh, well, that's everything for this week's episode. Uh, keep listening, tell your friends, and join us next week for yet another terrible but great Netflix or Hulu movie on Bottom of the Barrel. Happy trees, everybody. For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.